Because land is very important to God. Read your Bible. It's more important than money. It's more important than gold or silver. Because the heavens, the highest heavens, Psalm 115, belong to the Lord. But the earth, he's given to man. So God doesn't want churches floating around. God wants churches to take over territory. Okay? Why am I saying this? We're going to take an offering. No, just kidding. We're not. I want us to pray. I'm believing God. I don't know what it is. But when I, when, when I felt like the Lord led us to Vegas, and I'm sorry I'm making you stand, but we're going to pray one prayer and I'll let you sit down. When we moved to Vegas, I felt like the Lord told me, Deuteronomy chapter 6, which says, I will give you houses you did not build, vineyards you didn't plant, wells you didn't dig. I believe that whether it comes through through just our faithful giving or I'm just believing for a miracle. And I figure if, if you're crazy enough to come on a Monday night, you're crazy enough to pray with me that God can do it. So I just want us to believe tonight. And I'm going to pray. A, I'm going to pray a 30 second prayer. Well, that's a lie because I don't do anything for 30 seconds, but I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to pray quick, but I'm, I'm praying full of faith today that God has a, a property in mind for us where I don't know, somewhere in this city. And I, and I believe <laughs> you already know. So can we lift up? Here's what, here's what uh, the Apostle Paul said. He said, he said, when you pray, lift up holy hands without wrath and without doubt. So I just want us to pray. James already has our building. We're going to talk after service because I, I believe it. So I want us to lift up both hands if you would. And Father, don't leave me, musicians. Where'd y'all go? We lift up our hands without wrath and doubt. And Lord, here's what we say. We just know you love this city so much. And we know you have a place in mind for us. And God, I'm just going to pray it like David prayed it. I want to build you a house, Lord. So Father, wherever it is in this city, we pray in the name of Jesus. That what you did for Rod Parsi and what you've done for Pastor Jensen Franklin and what you've done for Kent Muncy and what you've done for so many great men and women of God around our nation, we pray, do it right here in Las Vegas. And Lord, we'll give you all the glory for it in Jesus' name. Come on, let's give God some praise for it. Oh Lord, we know it's there. And we thank you for it. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name. Oh, amen. You can be seated. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. We just moved this stuff kind of out of the way. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Amen. So I'm just saying my faith is high right now. Uh, Before we get into the word, let me just say this. I talked about this on Facebook live today. If you, if you follow, uh, I'm, I'm, I pray and fast on Mondays. And so I, I fast from food and pray all day for you. And I would ask you if you are a praying person, you don't have to fast. Don't get nervous. Uh, I'm asking people in this room, if you would, if you would dedicate either a time on Monday or the whole day to pray and seek the Lord for our church. And um, however much you want to do that, 
If you want to fast all day with me, do that. If you want to maybe skip breakfast and, and seek the Lord that way, do that. Or, or, or lunch or however you want to do it. You can eat. I don't care about that. Uh, but if, if you would pray with me, we're going to make Monday a day of prayer. I believe that we will come into this on Monday nights. And it's just going to be scary because we're going to come in all prayed up and wild and radical and full of the Holy Ghost. Okay, so uh, anybody who wants to do that, I'll do a Facebook Live every Monday where we'll pray together uh, as well. But I really do want to ask if you would if you would prayerfully consider, and maybe you know maybe even uh, physically you can't fast. Maybe you'll you know stay off Instagram for the day and just seek the Lord or you know whatever you want to do. That's between you and God. I could care less. Uh, but if you would pray with us on Mondays, I'm praying for you on Mondays. And I would love for us to do that together. Amen. I'm so honored you're here. I'm just absolutely honored you're here. I, I love preaching all those thousands of people yesterday, and it was fun. Oh, my gosh. If you want to watch, I think I posted the sermon. You, you will see a side of me you did, probably didn't know I had. <laughs> I saw a side of myself I didn't know I had, okay, because that church is wild, and I, and I, I jumped right in. Um, but I'll tell you, I'd rather be right here right now with you because uh, this is my greatest honor in the world. Uh, God has not called me to be an evangelist to the nations. He's called me to pastor a community of faith in Las Vegas, Nevada. That's what I want to do. That's what I'm called to do for the rest of my life. And I'm honored that you would be here tonight. Um, last week, we started going through our core values. We got through four of them. If you missed it, we will actually email out a link this week so that you can uh, stay up to date if you did not get that message. Honor honors my identity. I don't need you to be honorable for me to honor you. I'm honorable. I'm a man of honor. I'm not a man of gossip. If you have a small mind, you're going to have a big mouth. <laughs> And the last thing you need is a small-minded pastor, by the way. Oh, man. Honors my identity. We highly value the people God has brought into our lives. We never tear people down. We never tear people down. Let me just tell you this. You can always bring your friends to this church because we never tear people down. I just want you to know that that's not, you're never going to have to come in and hear about a political rant from this preacher because I was not called to politics. I was called to the gospel. And as Rick Warren said, if politics could change the world, I'd be a politician. Rick Warren said it. I didn't say it. Don't be offended. We never tear people down, but we lift them up by serving one another with a grateful heart. Here's how Jesus said it. You want to be first? <laughs> going to be last. You're going to be the slave to everyone. Pastor Brian Houston said it this way. You'll never be last when you put God first. Just something about it, friend. It's upside down. Jesus said, you want to be great? Go low. You want to be first? Be last. You want to be exalted? Be humble. We're going to be a church of honor. And, and, and let me, let me, try to say this. We don't just honor the pastor. Now, listen, if you want to call me pastor Jabin, call me pastor Jabin. If you want to call me Jabin, call me Jabin. If you want to call me bro, call me bro. Because a title does not prove honor. 
I know a lot of people that don't honor me that could, hey, pastor, God bless you, pastor. I, I call some people pastor that I'm not really that impressed with, but I call them pastor because I guess it's the nice thing to do. But I just want to call them bro. Listen, call me whatever you want. I don't care. Just don't call me stupid, all right? Just... Uh, if you want to call me, if you feel more comfortable because of your church background, if you want to call me Pastor Jabin, do it. If you want to call me PJ, do it. If you want to call me, like my wife calls me Jabes, call me Jabes. I don't care what you call me, okay? Just wh- whatever it is. Uh, because a true culture of honor does not just honor the pastor. <laughs> if we are a church that only honors the pastor, we're not a church, we're a cult. We don't just honor me. And I, and I lo- thank you for honoring me, but, but we got to honor each other. Romans 12.10 says it like this. Love one another with a brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Think about that. I want to outdo you in showing honor. How can we out-honor each other? How can we out-serve each other? How can we show love? I love it in the message translation. It says this. Practice playing second fiddle. So I don't got to be noticed. I don't got to be on a stage. I don't got to be, I don't got to be special. I'm, I'm trying to practice second fiddle. I want to honor. I want to honor you. I want to serve you. Here's what this word honor means. It means to see the value of a thing. It means to show dignity. I'm just going to tell you this. We're not going to be a mean church. We're just not. We're going to show dignity. And I'm going to show you dignity from the stage. And I'm going to ask that we show dignity to each other. You know what that means? It means we're going to be Christians in the parking lot. (laughs) It means we're going to be great to our children's workers. It means when an usher says, hey, can you sit here? We're going to do it. I don't want to sit here. It's not my seat. Well, that's, this is the time of the service. You came, and this is what we're filling up right now. Eh, no, we show honor. <laughs> You're like, I shouldn't have said amen so quick. I didn't know we were going to get into the ushers. It means to show dignity. It means to recognize as valuable, and it means to esteem. We're going to, honor, we're going to be a people of honor so that when people come in, they feel valuable because we recognize it. This word honor is actually a financial term. How many know you're going to treat a penny different than a $100 bill? Because you can recognize the value. Well, if you're going to treat a $100 bill better than a penny, how much more should we treat each other with honor? Because Jesus said, how much is your soul worth? How much was it worth? It wasn't, it wasn't purchased with Bulls and goats, the Bible says. It wasn't purchased with silver and gold. It was purchased with the blood of his dear son. So if I'm priceless and you're priceless, then we got to show each other honor. We've got to show love. Um, I'm going I'm to get there. I'm getting ahead of myself. Write this down if you're taking notes. If you're not, don't trip. But there is a piece of paper on your on your seat, I think, and a pen if you want to take notes. I encourage you to take notes because you'll retain more, but don't worry. Honor up. Honor down. Honor all around. Honor up, honor down, honor all around. Here's what that means. Um, 
So I'll just go back to like Pastor Jensen. He's my pastor. He's 54. I show him great honor. I reach out to him. I talk to him. I, 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 I show him the honor I believe he deserves. When I got here today, Daniel Emery was here. Where's Daniel? Daniel's right there. Um, I, didn't, I didn't roll up and go, hey, man, get that stuff out of my car and walk in because I'm the man of God. You know what I did? I stopped and I looked at him eye to eye and I hugged him. And I said, hey, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Okay, cool. I'll grab that. No, 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 I got it. Come with me. Come on, let's go. And we started talking. Because I don't just honor up. That's political. If I only honor up, that's a political spirit. And not that Daniel is below me. You all know what I'm saying, but he's 18. You're 19. He's yeah. <laughs> 19. Single. Hey. So I don't get to treat him because I've known him since he was 12, probably. Right. He's not a kid to me because I don't just honor up. I honor down. And then I honor all around. So then I see someone like maybe Reuben, who's like, he's my boy. But I show honor. Because I don't just honor up. I just don't honor down. I honor all around. And this is how it is. Let me me try to define honor for you the way I see it. Honor is looking for ways to serve. I'm just looking like my eyes are open. Now, again, I'm I'm hopefully building this into the life of our church right now. Okay, so and by the way, you, you you go to work like this and you will get promoted. You will not get fired. (laughs) Let me just say that right now. Show up late, leave early, and then blame the boss. You're going to get fired. You go in with the spirit of honor, looking for ways. Not, not, that's not my job. My job is to honor. So, so I'm looking for ways to serve. Honor is going the extra mile. Pastor Jensen says there's no traffic on the second mile. (laughs) I'm looking for ways. How can I serve you? How can I love you? How can I help you? How can I, how can I lift you? Um, honor is looking for ways to be a blessing, looking for ways to be a blessing. And, And now let me say this, because as a people of honor, once we get like really into church life day in and day out, and let's say it's a Sunday and you're an usher, Don't be so focused on your job that you forget that you're here to honor people. Right? So you are not an air traffic controller just moving people. We're ministers. We're servants. Maybe you're going to be on security. And, and, And yes, there's this high call to keep the church safe. But we don't want jerks walking around with headsets. Right? You know what I'm saying? Like, so, so we're, st- we're Christians. <laughs> we're Christians. Right? You might be up here leading worship. That doesn't mean you can't move a chair. It doesn't mean that, that you can't walk off the stage and greet somebody and hug somebody and love somebody. So, so, so honor. I'm not so focused on my job that I forget that I'm in the ministry. Today I went to start. I was in the Chicago airport. I was flying here. Went to Starbucks. There was a line of six people. I was at the beginning of it. There was two employees. 
And they were so busy. One was doing ice. I mean, just, just moving ice. Another one was pouring iced coffee. And she goes, hey, Sarah, someone's here. I'm like, it's not someone, it's six of us. But they had a job to do. But they forgot what their real job was. It wasn't shoveling ice or mop, mopping a floor or, or, or doing coffee. Their, their job is customer service. And so my job might be to preach, but it's really not. It's to honor. My job might be to pastor, but really it's to, it's to love somebody. And, and, and today those, those sweet women forgot. And that's okay. But I never want us to forget why we do what we do. And, I, and, and I'm just telling you all, we're, and I said this last week, we're going to get big. We're going to be a big church. We just are. It, it ain't, it's not, it's just, it, it just is what it is, but we're not going to get so big that we forget what it's all about. So I want to be the smallest big church in America. Okay. So in Acts chapter three, Peter and John had a job. They had to go to prayer and they're bouncing a prayer. They're going to prayer because it's the time of prayer. They got to be on time. And as they're going to prayer, they see a beggar. And the Bible said this, Acts 3, you'll have to read it later. They stopped and they looked, catch it, and they talked. Well, I got to go because pastor needs, pastor needs, no, no, stop and look and talk. God forbid I ever get so busy that I, that I can no longer stop and look and talk. Everyone out loud say, stop, look talk. Not stop, drop, and roll. Stop. Say it again. Stop. Look. Talk. So here's a, here's a great thing. I, I'm so amazed by this. You'll go, you walk up someone, like maybe you're passing in the, in, the, in the hallway and you go, hey, how are you doing? And they go, mm. how about we talk? I recently hugged someone. I went, ah, oh, so great to see you. And they just didn't say anything back. And I just thought, I know you have vocal cords. But I don't know. Okay. And I just, we're going to talk. We're, no job is more important than a person. And this will work when we have 10,000 people in our church. It will. This isn't a small church thing. This is a kingdom thing. Stop. Listen. Stop. Talk. Stop. Look. We never tear people down, but we lift them up by serving with a grateful heart. I, I, I said this a few weeks ago, I think on social media, it got a lot, of, a lot of traction. I want to say it again. It is impossible for me to look down on you if I'm washing your feet. <laughs> and we will not be washing feet tonight because they're nasty. And, and God forbid we wash literal feet and we don't actually live the principle, okay? So thank you, Jesus. It's a principle. <laughs> ain't nobody taking these off tonight, all right? And if you feel called to wash my feet, it ain't going to be literal, okay? <gasps> Creepy. But I'm not going to look down on you if I'm washing your feet. That, that's, that's the posture of our church. And that's going to be the posture of our leaders. And you is leaders. That's why you're 
here tonight. Maybe you didn't know it, but now you know it. You're a leader at our church, okay? Like a friend just told me you were preaching. Yeah, now you're a leader. You're stuck. It's impossible for me to look down on someone if I'm washing your feet. Honor is about how can I out-honor? Dr. Roy Stockstill said to me one time, he said, Jabin, a man on his face will never fall from his position. (laughs) If you'll stay on your face, if you'll stay in a position of honor and servanthood. So I never want to be just the cool church or the good worship church or the good preacher church or the funny preacher church or, oh, they got a great building church. I want to be the church where anybody can walk in and go, they love people. They just love people and they're just nice and they're just sweet and they just, and sometimes they hug a little too much. It's a little creepy, but man, they just really love people. Pastor makes people hold hands and pray. It's weird, but I mean, they just really, I just really feel the love of God when I'm there. Why? Because honor is our identity. It's not something I do. It's who I am. And you might say today, Jamin, I don't know. I, I don't think that is my identity. Pray to the Lord and ask him. And he'll do that in your heart. Honor is our identity. I took way too long. Number, number uh, six, but number two, but number six. Integrity. Integrity is our commitment. Our best life is a life lived in obedience to God's word. We give no place to religious ritual, but live with a heart after God. Our best life is a life lived in obedience to God's word. And look at this scripture, Psalm 19, verse 14. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you, O Lord, my rock, my redeemer. Um, I would say this for the words of your mouth to be pleasing to God, the meditations of your heart have to be pleasing to God. So here's where it starts. Psalm 119. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Jabin, I'm, I'm dealing with a sin. I'm dealing with a secret. I'm dealing with an issue and I just can't break it. You have a word problem, not a sin problem. Because if you'll hide this thing in your heart, it will stop you from sinning. So you go after that thing with the word. Jesus went after the devil, Matthew chapter 4, with the word. And we go after whatever issue we're dealing with, with the word. Because see, here's what I don't want. I don't want us to be a church that knows how to act away in here. But then we're different out there. Now, we are city light church. But Jesus didn't just call us to be light. He also called us to be salt, Matthew 5. I think we might have that scripture. I'm not really sure. I don't know if I gave it to y'all. Don't worry about it. He said this, you're the light of the world. You're the salt. Salt of the earth. Here's what salt does. Salt preserves. Salt seasons. Salt affects. Salt is a change agent. Let me tell you what Vegas needs. It needs some, <laughs> see, we, we, we've now said salty is like a negative thing. Like, oh, they salty. <laughs> no, Vegas needs some salty Christians. On, who are change agents for good. Yeah. 
who when people look at you, they just go, why do you live that way? That is, why didn't you laugh at that joke? Why, why didn't you gawk at that girl? Why do you pay all your taxes? <laughs> that was a nervous laugh. I'm a, I'm a, cheers. <laughs> why, don't, why, don't you, why don't you sleep around? Why are you faithful to your spouse? Why do you love your kids so much? Because we live a life of integrity. We live a salty life. We live a, we live a pure life. I, I want you to trust me. But that means I'm going to have to be trustworthy. And so this preacher is going to live with some integrity. And my prayer is that it's not just the preacher, but it's the church. That we live with a level of integrity. We live with some purity. The, the, the worship team's not sleeping around taking smoke breaks, you know. Not simultaneously. <laughs> Hello. Where's the team? Oh, they're out in the back. It's like, no, we're not going to do that. We're not going to be shacking up. We're not, we're, we're going to have a, we're going to live a life. That's an old school term. Huh? We're going to live a life of integrity, purity as, as leaders and as volunteers and as, and it's not, and, and we give no place to religious ritual, religious ritual. It's not about how much makeup you wear. Or don't wear. It's not about weird stuff like that. It's not about piercings. It's not about tattoos. It's not like, we're not going to get weird about that. Okay. It's about living a life of integrity. Well, can I watch that movie? I don't know. Can you? It's between you and the Holy Spirit. Like, that's what I'm talking about. So if you're in that movie and you just paid a million dollars, however much they cost now, they're so expensive. And you get a check in your spirit that says, leave, leave. That's integrity. And if you don't, don't. And if you have a drink and you're good, good. And if you go for that drink and the Holy Spirit says, that's enough, that's enough. So I'm not going to control you. And that doesn't work. I find so many churches that make these huge rules. And you know, all it does is put condemnation on y'all. And then y'all do it anyway. But you just feel bad about it. It's true. So here's what I would say. Fall in love with God. (laughs) Fill your heart with his word. And the Holy Spirit will check you. I promise you. He will check you. And he will say, don't say that. Don't act that way. Don't go there. Don't date her. Don't do that. He will work with you, friend. I promise you. We're going to live with some integrity. So John 17, 16, Jesus said, my disciples are not of this world. You know, Billy Graham took that and he made a quote out of it. Some of you think it's in the Bible. It's not, but it's Billy Graham. So it's basically is. He said it this way. Christians are to be in the world, but not of the world. We're we're in Vegas, but we're not going to be of Vegas. And we're going to live this this beautiful life of purity to God and to our family and to our brother and to our sister. And our friends are going to look at us and go, that's amazing. And I want that. Hmm. 
So the call of Jesus is a call to purity. It's a call to pick up our cross and follow him. But it is not a call to religious ritual. It is a call to relationship with the master. And out of that comes a beautiful, integrous life where we're not having to cover up our tracks. Hello. We're not having to remember which lie we told. We're just integrous. We're not going to be a subculture in this city. We're going to be a counterculture. I feel like a youth pastor preaching right now. This is like youth conference message. I'm going to move on, okay? I'm going to move on. Here's the last one. Dave, can uh, you come up? Thank you, brother. Dave, I'm so... uh, Let me talk to you real quick. (laughs) I'm so honored you're here. And... uh, you're so gifted, and I just really appreciate you. I know this is awkward, but <laughs> senior pastor privileges. Thank you for being here. It means it genuinely means the world to me. So I love you. Um, <sighs> lastly, God's presence. Is our passion. Oh man. The Holy Spirit is present. And he's moving in our lives. The presence of God. It distinguishes us. It comforts us. And it empowers us. Where the spirit of the Lord is. There is freedom. Oh man. Can you say amen to that? Where the spirit of the Lord is. I'm just going to read my notes real quick because it's 8.15. we got to get out of here. There's nothing like the presence of God. Can I get a witness? I've been in a lot of concerts. I've, I've, I've seen amazing artists. It's super cool. To, if, you, if Coldplay ever comes, you got to go because it's, there's nothing like when that concert starts and the wristband starts and it's like, ah, it's like awesome. And all of our, you know, wristbands start and it, it's amazing. Seen Beyonce, I've seen Justin Timberlake. All, I mean, you know, I've been to so many concerts. There's nothing like the presence of God. It's just different. It's holy. It's pure. It's comforting. It's empowering. It lifts my head. It restores my dream. And there's just something about the presence of God. The presence of God really can't be explained. It has to be experienced. When the presence of the Lord moves in a room, you feel it on your body, but it's not physical. It stirs your emotions, but it's not just emotion. It's spirit to spirit. Man, I love the presence of God. You know, you can experience the presence of God in your bedroom in your car anywhere you go but I'll tell you I promise you one place you will always experience it it's right here because we're going to create an atmosphere where the Holy Spirit is moving with power where you'll bring in friends saved or unsaved and we might go into a song we might make a statement or pray a prayer and chill bumps will hit their arm tears will start rolling down their face and they won't know how to explain it. They're going to 
And very conservative men are just going to like, oh, why are my hands being lifted right now? It's God's presence. Can anyone remember the first time I... I remember the first time I felt the presence of God. June 10th, 1998, the day I got saved. I knew Jesus was real. And I knew heaven was real. And I knew I needed a Savior. I knew it. And I want people every week to be able to come in here. Friend, we are a... We're a spirit-driven church. We're a spirit-sensitive church. I wrote this statement down and I, it just means so much to me. I don't, I, and it may not mean anything to you, but I just, I want you to hear it from me. I recognize, I love, and I honor the third person of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit. I love you, Holy Spirit. I love him as much as I love Jesus and the Father. I love the Holy Spirit. And when I talk about this, maybe you come from a church background. I'm not saying we're going to run around barefoot. I'm not saying you're going to get hit with a flag. I'm not going to say you're going to get overcome like I did yesterday when Pastor Parsley prayed for me and I fell down. I'm not, I'm not even saying that. I'm just saying I recognize him as beautiful and awesome and powerful and experiential and tangible. And our church will be spirit and empowered. We do believe in something that the New Testament calls the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It is a beautiful encounter with God after salvation. Where Jesus immerses you in the person of the Holy Spirit. Just like a person is immersed in water. You can be immersed in the Holy Spirit. And when that happens... The gifts of the Spirit are released. Tongues, interpretation of tongues, prophecy, words of wisdom, words of knowledge, healing, miracles. We believe that everything that happened in the book of Acts can happen today. And not only do we believe it can happen, we're going to ask the Holy Spirit to do it. Let me just give you this very quickly. It distinguishes us. It distinguishes us. Exodus chapter 33, verse 15. God is actually having an argument with Moses. And he's like, yo, Moses, I'm going to let y'all go to the promised land, but y'all been so bad, I ain't going with you. Read it. It's it's crazy. It's like full-on like drama. So God's like, y'all go. I'll let you go. I ain't going with you, though. And Moses said, if you don't go with us, I won't move. And then he says, why? Verse 16. Because if you don't go, What will distinguish us from the other nations? What will distinguish City Light from a country club? What will distinguish City Light from just a family reunion? What will distinguish City Light from just a religious experience? It is the presence of God. God, if you don't go with us, I ain't going. Number two, the Holy Spirit, He comforts us. John 16, verse 7, Jesus said, the comforter is coming. He'll comfort you in your pain. He'll mend broken hearts. The Holy Spirit is a healer. He's a comforter. 
And we want God to move every week so that people, no matter what, you know, just even today, you know, you're, as, if you're on social media, the, the Me Too hashtag. People have been through so much. You know what they need? They need the comforter to heal broken hearts. Lastly, he empowers us. Empowers us. Acts 1.8. And you will receive power. That word power is a Greek word, dunamis, which means dynamite. Jesus said, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you, it's dynamic power. What you cannot do, the Holy Spirit can do. Walls you cannot break down, the Holy Spirit can break down. Barriers you can't get through, the Holy Spirit can get through. I don't know if you've ever driven through a mountain. Ever driven through a through a tunnel, through a mountain? It took some dunamis, some dynamite, some dynamic power. I'm telling you, that's what the Holy Spirit will do for you. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit, I love you. And Lord, we welcome you tonight. Why don't you do that real quick? I know, I know we're a little just a couple of minutes over, but could you just kind of put your hands out like this? And because Jesus said he's a gift. So you can't earn him and you can't deserve him and you can't you just receive him. Holy Spirit, I love you and I honor you. And I welcome you into this church. I know you'll never leave us, but I just want to say it. Just don't ever leave us. We just don't want to do this without you. And I know you won't because I know you're so good, but I I just want you to hear my heart. Lord, I just, I don't want to do this without your presence. I just don't, I can't, I can't do it. And we can't do it. God's presence is our passion. Lord, your presence is my passion. And we just tell you we love you. In Jesus' name. Oh, can you say amen tonight? Praise God. Let's applaud the Lord. He's worthy of praise. Come on. Hallelujah. On your seat tonight, um, on your seat tonight is a giving envelope. Uh, So far, we haven't received a formal offering passing the buckets. I don't know if we ever will. Um, I like the idea of receptacles in the back that people can give. Uh, If no one gives, we will pass buckets. All right. I'm not that spiritual. (laughs) Just being real. I'm in the presence of God. Don't lie. You know, I'm like, we'll never pass buckets. I mean, we may have to. I actually don't ever want to. I would love to just have places around the church where people can go and give or you can give online or you can. But tonight, if, if, uh, if you're feeling the call to this church, if I'm, if you're feeling the call that I'm your pastor and that this is where you're supposed to get plugged in, we do encourage you to tithe. Um, You can give offerings above that. And I want you to know you're giving into a giving church. We, we sent money to Houston. We sent money to Florida. We sent money to Pakistan. Um, 
at some point in 2017, we're going to dig a well in Africa. It's going to cost us $5,800. We're going to do that. These are the dumbest things you do as a church planner. Okay. You know what I'm saying? But they're the smartest things to do. So your money is not just reaching Vegas. It's, it's, it's literally going, we're going to send money to Northern California. Santa Rosa has been devastated. Churches need money. We're going to send money over there. You're going, Jabin, do we have the money to give? Nope. <laughs> this is how we do it, y'all. We have faith church. This is, how, this is how I believe. This is just it. This is just, this is life, okay? So you're, you're giving into a giving church and you're being generous towards a generous church. I encourage you to give. Um, live beyond yourself. Put your finances into something that is completely eternal and supernatural, okay? So tonight, uh, we're, I'm literally going to dismiss you right now. I'm just going to pray for you, and we're going to be done. You can fill out your envelope. There's going to be uh, some beautiful people there in the back with buckets ready to receive the offering. Maybe, is that Kyle or Jay? Jay, love you, Jay. Man of God. And um, so they're going to they're gonna be out ready to receive that. If you don't want to give this way, citylightvegas.com. You give that way as well, of course. God is good. You can fill that out. Let me let me pray over your giving. Let me just speak a blessing over you. We'll get out of here. Father, I just thank you for my friends tonight. Thank you for this church. Thank you for these small beginnings that are so vital to where we're going in the future. And in the name of Jesus, I just declare you're blessed. And I just say, may the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you. May the Lord be gracious to you. May he lift up his countenance upon you. And may he give you his shalom, his peace, his his perfect provision, his perfect prosperity, his perfect completeness. May he give you his peace. And I just say you're blessed in Jesus' name. God loves you. Every mountain's bowing down, every valley's rising up, every crooked path is being made straight, that the light of God's glory may shine in your life. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. We love you all so much.